Anticipation and disappointment. This is a, a lovely example of how just from learning through the Gemara with all its technical and sometimes quite non-practical uh, conversations, we're able to gain insight and feeling uh, for things that we need that we need to be aware of in the way we interact with, with fellow human beings. So to, to understand this Gemara, let's start with the Posuk, this time in, in Parshas Nassau, in the laws of Sota. And the Kohen, this is a woman who has, is suspected by her husband of being unfaithful, and he takes it through the Sota process. And the Kohen, in addressing the woman and explaining to her what's going to happen, says, These bitter waters will come into your, your insides. It's bot betin velanpil yarech, and they can contract the stomach and cause the collapse of the, the whole internal system. If you're not, if you're lying, if you're not being honest. And the woman says to the, this is a shvua, and to the shvua, to the oath, she says, Amen, Amen. She says, Amen twice. We go from, from Chumash to Mishnah. Ask the Mishnah in, in Sota, Almahi Omeret, Amen, Amen. What is this double Amen? What is she actually saying Amen to? Amen al Allah, Amen al shvua, the curse and, and the earth. Amen mishzeh, amen mishacher. You suspect that I've had a relationship with X. I'm taking an oath that I didn't even have, an, not, neither with X nor with Y or anybody else. Amen shlosatiti arusa unesuave shomeret yabam uchnusa. I'm saying amen that I haven't been unfaithful, not only since we've gotten married and living together, but even since the time of the Kiddushin. There was, no, there was no such thing. And Shomerit Yabam, that's what, what is interesting to us. She say, says, I swear that even when I was a Shomerit Yabam, so now we're talking about a case of Yibum, the man dies, childless, widow marries the brother, uh, that does Yibum later on in their relationship, he accuses her of unfaithfulness. She says, not only haven't I been unfaithful since we got married, even while I was waiting for you, all those months after my late husband died, and I didn't even know whether you were going to do Yibum or Chalitza or not, all that time I was faithful as well. That's part of the Amen. Then the Mishnah goes on to say, this is the rule. Any case where if she would have had a, a an illicit relationship, she would not have been forbidden to the husband. Right? So any situation, if he's accusing her of something which, if she actually did it, it wouldn't affect their relationship in the sense that they would still be allowed to live together, that the, the sort of principle, the sort of, sort of system didn't work for that. He had to have skin in the game as well. There had to be something that that, that affected him. If he, he says, look, if you were with this woman, we can't live together. So I need to know whether you were this woman or not. But if he says, well, even if you were this man, even if you were with this man, we could still live together, then Sota is not just to clear your mind or to, or to catch her out. Sota is to clarify whether you may continue living with this woman or not. So if, even if she if she did have that illicit relationship, she would be allowed to live with him, then Sota doesn't work. That's very important in our Gemara. In our Gemara, Amar Rav Amram HaMilta Omalan Rav Sheshit Va'an Harinu Le'ainin Mimasnisin. That's a phrase that appears many times uh, 
in, in Shas. If we had time for you to think about it, I would ask you when the last time was that you saw that phrase, and the answer would be two dafiga on Daphne Vav, exactly the same phrase appears at the bottom of Daphne Vav Amud Aleph. Uh, uh, the Rav Amram, who was the the prime Talmud of Rav Sheshit. Um, Rav Avram says, this matter Rav Sheshit told us and brightened our eyes from a Mishnah. And it's important to understand what that phrase means even before we go into the, the issue. We, the phrase appears also in Bova Basra and Daphne and Gimel where the Rashbam explains, Hamilta de Lechaman, what I'm about to tell you, Amalan Rav Sheshit Midato, Rav Sheshit was Mechadish. Rav Sheshit innovated this idea. And he then brought a raya from a Mishnah. So the learning process of Rav Sheshit is, is interesting. It's not he learns it out of a Mishnah. He learns it out of his head. And then he looks for support. He believes this is right, using logic and his understanding of Torah, he comes to a conclusion, and then he looks for support in the, um, in the, in the Mishnah, and, and he shows us something in the Mishnah that we've all never seen before, we've all missed. He brightens our eyes, he shows us something in the Mishnah that we never saw. So sometimes the way you see a pshat in a chazal, whether it's a Gemara, a Mishnah, a Medrash, is because you've thought of an idea, and now you see it in the chazal. Very often you can't see it in the Chazal. You're looking at a Medrash, you don't get it out. Even Mishnahs and Gomorrahs, cases of Matmonim, you can look at it and you don't see, and you don't see it. Sometimes you, a life experience or, or something you've learned somewhere else gives you a thought and now you look at something you've seen 50 times before and all of a sudden there it is, you see it there. That's, that's the kind of learning that Rav Sheshis did, which Rav Amram brings to us. Um, and this, he, he, Rav Amram learns this methodology from Rav Sheshis because we have in, in Avodah of Samaches, Omar Rav Amram, Efshar ita lahaide Rabbi Yochanan velotanya lebemasnisin. Is it possible that Rabbi Yochanan actually said this amazing thing and there's no Mishnah to support? There must be a Mishnah somewhere. So that's their, that's their approach, Rav Sheshis and, and Rav Amram. If, it, if something is so true, there must be a source. You don't have to learn it out of the source. Sometimes you learn it from other places. But sometimes you know this is MS. This is the truth. This is the way to understand it. If it's MS, there must be a Mishnah. Let's go looking for one. Nafak v'dak v'ashkach. He went looking for a Mishnah and he found one. So that, that's very often how we work. And we'll, we'll resolve something. We'll answer something. We'll understand something. Just from our years of experience in learning and understanding, this, this must be like that. Yeah, but where did you see it? I don't know, but it has to be somewhere. And then, and then you look for it and you find, ah, and now you understand the mission in a way that you didn't before. So these little f- passing phrases actually reveal to us a derech halimud of the Amoroim, the way they actually learned the Mishnahs. And he goes on to say, yesh chupa lepsulot. Yesterday we discussed the whole question of whether a chupa alone can puzzle a bat kohen from eating truma. Uh, if, if she marries, if the chuppah is with a kohen, but it's a, but it's a chuppah that isn't kosher. The kohen is marrying somebody he shouldn't marry. Kohen's marrying a grusha. They have a chuppah. At that point, just a chuppah. Does that mean she can no longer eat truma that, which she used to eat in her father's house? Fatanatuna. So, so Rav Sheshe said, yesh chuppah It does, it, 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 it there is a chupa. Chupa is effective even for psulot, even for women with whom the Kohen should not be married. Chupa works to end that, 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 the rights to truma. But Tanatuna, 
Amen Shelo Satiti Arusa Nusua Shomeret Yaban Muchnusa, and he brings a raya from our Mishnah in Soitzah that we've just learned. Now we're not going to go into what the proof is, what the raya is. That's a continuation of the Gemara. I'm just interested in the status of the Shomeret Yabam. The, this, the, the, this woman who is a Shomerit Yabam, and the phrase Shomerit Yabam. Tosfos asks the, the question, based on, on what we've learned, How can he use Sota for what happened between the death of the brother and the Yibum? We've just learned in the Mishnah and Sota, the Klau, if the relationship wouldn't have prohibited her to him, to her husband, then the sort of thing doesn't work. And if she did have an unfaithful relationship, it's not really unfaithful. After the, the husband dies, she's, she's lonely and she gets into a relationship with another man. She doesn't know if the Yobam's going to take her or isn't going to take her. Years later, they find the Yobam and he decides to take her. They get married. And now he wants to know you weren't unfaithful all those years after your husband died says Tosfus, but that's nothing to do with him. It's none of his business what, he, what she did then. It, it doesn't affect him in any way. Then Tosfus goes on to answer it. This is based, you'll see this, we don't have time to read through the whole Rambam, but the Rambam explains exactly where the Sota does work and where it doesn't, and he says in the part that I've bolded, As Tosfus is saying, you can't now say, and by the way, I want you to swear also that when you were a Shomeret Yabam, you were also faithful. Says the Rambam, based on the Klal and the Mishnah, that doesn't work. You, you don't have an interest in what she did at that time. And therefore, the, the shvua, the whole sotah process, doesn't work. Answers Rashi to Tosfus's question. This goes like Rabbi Akiva, who, who holds that when there is a love, when the Torah prohibits a relationship and the couple um, transgress that prohibition, that creates the same as an Isra Arayot. Although it's a love, it's not Kares, uh, it has all the dinim of proper Arayot, including she's forbidden to the husband. So according to Rabbi Akiva, is a Shomeret Yabam allowed to have a relationship with somebody else? No, she's a Shomeret Yabam. She has almost like a din of an Arusa. She's almost, certainly if there's Zika, if we say there's already connection, the moment the, has, the, the late husband dies, there's connection between the woman and, and the brother, then she's not allowed to have another relationship. And if she does, according to Rabbi Akiva, it's like Arayot, it's like Eshet Ish. And she does become forbidden to the husband. So this whole discussion is going like Rabbi Akiva. So, so again, so it's not a Pialocha, we don't pass in that way, but, but what's important in the understanding is that it is possible that the relationship between a Shomerit Yabam and her, and her yabam, maybe, maybe not, because we don't know whether he's going to do yabam or chalitza, that relationship is as strong as an eshet ish in some ways, almost as strong as an eshet ish. That's how, can, what creates that connection? Yes, we've talked about the fact when she got married the first time to the brother, she said, I'll get us Moshe Yisrael. But still, what creates such a strong zikah? What creates such a strong connection that, that these halachot start kicking into place, even the laws of sotah, according to Rabbi Akiva? So what is the, the, the meaning of Shomeret Yabam? So we have um, uh, some Rishonim bring, bring the, 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 the words, Aviv shamaret when, ya, when Yosef had the dreams and the brothers were jealous, it says, and the father shamaret hadavar, he kept it. In his mind, what does that mean? If you look down down below, Rashi Shamaret Hadavar Hayamamtin Umetzapeh Matayavo. 
Yaakov was waiting. Oh my goodness, is Yosef going to be a king and we're all going to be dependent on him? When is this going to happen? That's what it means, Shamar. And the Sforna says, V'aviv Shamar she'chashav she'yachalom emet v'aya mit'aveh u'metzapeh she'yitkayem. Shamar et adavar means he's, he's craving it, he wants it, he's dying for this to happen, he's anticipating it. And says Rashi also in, in back on Daf Lamed Ches, we had this Rashi. Mamtenet u'metzapeh layabam. She's waiting for the Yabam. And he brings the, the, the statement of Aniyazu Lashav Shamra. I don't remember, if you remember the story with Rebbe, married his daughter off, uh, and the Chosun goes off to learn for 12 years. The woman gets, uh, becomes barren in that, instead of at that time, she can't have children. Rebbe's in a terrible state. What should we do? If, uh, if we divorce her, people are going to say, Aniyazu Lashav Shamra, did this girl wait for 12 years for her husband to come back from from learning in Kolo, and this is the reward, this is what she gets, it's terrible. If we'll say, let him keep, let him keep her, let him marry another woman, they're gonna say, this one is a zona, is zona, this one's for, for children, and this girl is just for his relationship. That's not, that's not Kovadik, what are we going to do? And Rebbe was mispalel, but it's that phrase of aniyazu lashav shamra. There is so much, so much pathos in the situation of the shomerit yabam. That's why she's called shomerit, mamtin, that's what we've got to understand. She's sitting there every day. What's the Yobam going to do? And you remember when we learned Shehuyu Mitzvah Lo Shahinan, when we talked about Yibum and Geirus, are two situations where there's power in the Beisdin. Here it's a question of, of the Yobam. She's waiting for the Yobam. What will his decision be? And she's called the Shomeret Yabam. That mere anticipation creates connection. And that's the, that's the matmon here, to understand that when somebody has an expectation and an anticipation, that creates connection so much so that according to Rabbi Akiva, the dinim of issues kick in. It says, if she's married, no, the Yomah says, I didn't say anything, I didn't do anything. I, yes, but she, in her head, she sees another wedding. She sees getting married, she sees continuity, she sees having children. She's built this all up in her mind. Says the other one, that's her problem. No, it's not her problem. That's why for Chalitza, you, you've got to do what happens. She's got to spit and all of that because it's disgusting to disappoint somebody who has an anticipation. It's actually disgusting. That's what disappointment means. We take disappointment lightly, but we first got to understand what anticipation is. And that's why it's so important to manage expectations because if one gives a person an expectation, and one doesn't deliver on the expectation, there's disappointment. And just as anticipation creates connection, disappointment shatters connection. That's what disappointment does. And you want to avoid disappointment. That's not what one wants to do because it's hard to ever recover from that. What happens at Chalitza? It moves, it's a cutting off, it's an ending, uh, and, and they, he can't go back to her. It, there's finality in disappointment. You can't say, are you disappointed? Okay, well, let's try that again. Well, because you've lost trust. Once there's, once there's been disappointment after anticipation, there's no trust. Trust doesn't build that quickly again. That's gone. And that we need to understand that it's possible to build connection not only through Kenyan, but even just through expectation. And it's possible to shatter connection, not through a get necessarily, but just through the, uh, uh, the not living up to that expectation and the creating disappointment. All of that just from understanding a piece of Gemara Rashi and Tosfus.